I very intentionally don't normally discuss topical or news items or gossip in this podcast, but in rare cases when I feel I have some sort of special insight into a particular event that might be useful for you, I'll speak up. Today is one of those days. As of when I am recording this, February 5th, 2022, popular podcaster and celebrity Joe Rogan, R-O-G-A-N for those not familiar with him, Joe Rogan, has gotten himself into a great deal of trouble, and rightfully so, over comments that he has made in the past on his podcast. I have a few thoughts I want to share about this, not to pile on Joe Rogan, but to learn from his mistakes. We'll dive in right after a quick word from our sponsor. Hey guys, Ashley here. Are you having trouble meeting the right girl? Are you struggling due to lack of confidence, not knowing what to say, or not having a plan? Are you tired of being told to act confident around women without being told how? If so, I'd like to introduce you to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book from David Sharp. If you are afraid to approach women in public, this book is for you. If you aren't having success meeting women on dating websites or apps, this book is for you. If you're having trouble connecting with women on dates, this book is for you. The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting has loads of modern, field-tested, and ready-to-use examples to help you confidently approach women and meet great women either in person or online. It also has practical, real-world advice to help you truly get the most out of the dating process. And it has thoughtful, practical advice for cultivating and sustaining your relationships for the long term. It's got it all, and you're going to love it. The book's website is gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. That's gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. You can go to gentlemansguidetoflirting.com and click the Buy Now button, or just search for Gentleman's Guide to Flirting by David Sharp on Amazon.com or anywhere else you buy your favorite books or eBooks, and start changing your life now. Hello there. Welcome to episode 82 of the Gentleman's Guide to Excellence podcast. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Excellence, as well as my first book, The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, both available on Amazon.com and everywhere else you find your favorite books or ebooks worldwide. Today we have our very first Lessons Learned episode. Now, as I said in the introduction, I very purposefully don't discuss news or gossip or anything topical in this podcast. I try to create what is known as evergreen content, meaning stuff that I think that will have lasting value for you if you listen to it today or 10 years from now. But sometimes I come across something in the news that catches my eye that I feel has some lessons in it that might be of value to you. Today is such a day. I want to discuss something that happened with famous podcaster Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has admitted to and tried to apologize for saying some very bad things. I will not play the source material, the evidence of what he did, because it is very offensive. What I will do is play portions of Joe Rogan's apology from a video he posted on Instagram on February 5th, 2022, where he describes what was released about him and tries to explain what happened, give some context, and apologize. Now, I'll break in in a few spots in line of the 
uh, audio playback to offer my own commentary, then I will dig into what I think are the major lessons learned or takeaways from this whole ordeal. So first, let's listen to Joe Rogan's explanation of what happened and his attempts at apologizing. Hello, friends. Um, I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast, and it's all smushed together, and it looks fucking horrible, even to me. Now, I know that to most people, there's no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but for a long time, when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation, instead of saying the N-word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. Like that context was part of the clip we were talking about Red Fox, how Red Fox said that word on television in the 1970s, and how times have changed so much since then, or about how... Richard Pryor used it as one of the titles of one of his albums. Or I was quoting a Lenny Bruce bit, or I was quoting a Paul Mooney bit, or I was talking about how Quentin Tarantino used it repeatedly in Pulp Fiction. Or I was talking about how a Netflix executive, ironically, used it because he was trying to compare it to another offensive word, and he said it out loud, and they fired him. I'll just jump in really quick with a couple of thoughts. Uh, first thing that comes to mind is Joe Rogan needs to hire a crisis manager and or a crisis communications professional to polish what he is saying before it starts pouring out of his mouth. And second thing is he should have went straight in for the sincere apology up front and he could have nestled in between in this in this video, like all of his explanations or whatever he wanted to say, whatever he wanted to get off his chest, you know, rattling off all those excuses and explanations. But he should have started in with the apology to set the tone and then wrapped with an apology, but that's not what he did. And my attention's kind of drawn into what appears to be a projection of guilt onto a Netflix executive saying what that person did was arguably worse or something than Joe is... Not quite as guilty, I don't know. But I don't think that was a great choice either when he's given, rattling off his list of uh, excuses. Pointing to someone else's offenses doesn't excuse what you did or didn't do. Anyway, Joe continues. Not calling anybody or just saying the word out loud. I was also talking about how there's not another word like it in the entire English language. Because it's a word where only one group of people is allowed to use it, and they can use it in so many different ways. Like if a white person says that word, it's racist and toxic, but a black person can use it, and it could be a punchline, it could be a term of endearment, it could be lyrics to a rap song, it could be a positive affirmation. It's a very unusual word, but it's not my word to use. I'm well aware of that now, but for years I used it in that manner. I never use it to be racist because I'm not racist, but whenever you're in a situation where you have to say, I'm not racist, you fucked up. And I clearly have fucked up. Two quick thoughts here. Professor Rogan probably should have 
not dug into his views on the history of the N-word. And the second thing is he finally got around to sort of a lukewarm, tepid apology here. He continues. And that's my intention to express myself in this video, to say there's nothing I can do to take that back. I wish I could. Obviously, that's not possible. I do hope that, if anything, that this can be a teachable moment. Because I never thought it would ever be taken out of context and put in a video like that. And now that it is, holy shit, it looks bad. And it, it's part of also me doing this podcast for thousands of hours, thousands of episodes, over 12 years. I've said a lot of fucking stupid shit, which is fine when you're talking about most things, but not when you're talking about race. And there's another clip that I have to address. There's a clip from 11 years ago. I was telling a story on the podcast about how me and my friend Tommy and his girlfriend, we got really high, we were in Philadelphia, and we went to go see Planet of the Apes. And we didn't know where we were going, we just got dropped off by a cab, and we got dropped off in this all-black neighborhood. And I was trying to make the story entertaining, and I said, we got out, and it was like we were in Africa. It's like we were in Planet of the Apes. I did not, nor would I ever say that black people are apes, but it sure fucking sounded like that. And I immediately afterwards said, that's a racist thing to say. Planet of the Apes wasn't even in Africa. I was just saying, there's a lot of black people there. But then I went on to talk about what a positive experience it was and how much fun it was to go to see this movie in a black neighborhood. It wasn't a racist story, but it sounded terrible. And like I said, you can have clunky stories about anything, but not about race. And so I deleted that whole podcast, but obviously somebody made a clip out of it and taken out of context. It looks terrible, but it looks terrible even in context. It's a fucking idiotic thing to say. And I was just trying to be entertaining. I certainly wasn't trying to be racist. And I certainly would never want to offend someone for entertainment with something as stupid as racism. My hope is that, look, I can't go back in time and change what I've said. I wish I could, obviously that's not possible, but I do hope that this can be a teachable moment for anybody that doesn't realize how offensive that word can be coming out of a white person's mouth in context or out of context. My sincere and humble apologies. I wish there was more that I could say, but all of this is just me talking from the bottom of my heart. It makes me sick watching that video, but hopefully at least some of you will accept this and understand where I'm coming from. My apologies and much love. My sincere, deepest apologies and much love. So I just let the last half of that video play and let Joe speak for himself and let the content and material and how he and what he says speak for itself, right? The video from Joe Rogan, in my opinion, should have been much shorter and definitely more sincere and definitely more polished and definitely constructed and worded in a way to be more of a healing thing than what it was. I can't help but get the impression that he knew he needed to apologize, but he doesn't really 
feel it at his core that he should. And he wanted to use this opportunity. And it pains me to say this, you know, use this half-assed apology video to draw more um, heat on himself, to draw more attention on himself, to try, to try to increase his listenership, his viewership for his various media. That's what I think. I think he's a business person and he, I think he knows what he's doing. But as you can hear in this video, I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but it sounded like to me, at least in spots, Joe just couldn't resist digging the hole he was in deeper and deeper. Anyway, forgetting about Joe Rogan's uh, comments for a second, I want to close with some major points or observations of my own. And I got four of them, just four. The first one is, you should assess or judge the merits of people one by one, not as a group. It is hard to not listen to Joe Rogan's uh, explanation, even, even when he's tr trying to provide an apolo a public apology, and not come away with the impression that in his heart, in his at his core, he may not like black people. I don't know. It's uh, he, he said what he said, but he's, his explanation, his examples were alarming. But anyway, uh, I strongly believe that just based off my own life experience, and this is something I want to share with you as a lesson to, lesson learned from this ugly episode, again, you should assess or judge the merits of people one by one. Now, I'll confess, it would be a heck of a lot easier and quicker if it was possible to be able to judge people by groups. If a certain person, if certain persons of a certain race or certain ethnic background to say they're a piece of crap or they're great, that would be a lot easier to, to get through life that way. But it just, it just doesn't work that way in the real world. Anyone can be a sack of shit. Anyone can be a great person or a saintly person. You just can't tell by looking at them. And I've learned that over my many years on this planet. You just can't tell their quality by looking at them. My second point is, kind of switching back to the video for a second. Why did he say that stuff? Is Joe Rogan really racist? I don't know, but and it doesn't sound good. But I am sure of one thing, though, in the, in the short amount of time that I've been doing media and learning about how this business works and what gets you famous and gets you eyeballs and gets you clicks and what doesn't. I am sure of this one thing. Back then, 11, 12, whatever years ago, Joe Rogan says these, these things happen. I'm sure of this. Joe Rogan was seeking eyeballs and clicks and consumers by being controversial at that time. He knew saying the N word, he knew that Planet of the, of the Apes kind of talk would draw both people who like that kind of material and people who hate it. Both. People who hate may listen to you and people who like that stuff may listen to you. Controversy and things that make people angry draws clicks, draws eyeballs. And when you do that, you're the advertisers who are paying you to provide this free content. They are more likely to do business with you because you can show what your viewership is, what your listenership is for your podcast. And you could draw and make a lot of money that way. And I think Joe Rogan is a business person and he decided to go and play in that muck by, by, by intentionally, he knew what he was doing. When he was saying, saying the N word, he knew what he was doing when he was telling stories about getting out in a neighborhood, getting out of his car in a vehicle in a, in a neighborhood in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in the U S and calling that like planet of the planet of the apes or Africa. He knew exactly what he was doing. He was hoping that the word would get out. So it would increase his viewership and listenership point blank. That's what, that's my opinion. 
Now, now, now that he's really famous, he's got that $100 million contractor deal with Spotify for his podcast, exclusively have his podcast on Spotify. And Joe was already successful before and he was a celebrity. I'm sure he's a multimillionaire before he did that. But now, controversy like this messes with Joe Rogan's money. Now, now that Spotify's got a problem, his, his advertisers have a problem with uh, people complaining, and right, rightly so, about what he said all those years ago. It wasn't like it was a thousand years ago. It was just like 11 or 12 years ago, and he's probably speaking his true mind. And if he had to do it all over again, ask yourself, would Joe Rogan say the N-word and the Planet of the Apes story again? Would he do it again if he had to start all over again? I think he would. I think he would, but he would be take more care once his money started flowing to go back and delete the, what, 60, 70 episodes of his podcast where he did do that stuff so people couldn't come back and so easily provide evidence that that's what he was doing. That's a really ugly view of the world, but it's a pragmatic view of reality, I'm sorry to say. Point number three, back to the lessons learned. Don't do or say anything you don't want to be made public. Don't do or say anything that you don't want to be made public, that you don't want people to find out about and talk about, especially later in life when you got more to lose, when you're wealthy, you got more money, you got a family that can be embarrassed, children that can be embarrassed about you. Maybe you're a public person or a famous person or a CEO of something, and all of a sudden some, something that you did 5, 10, 20 years ago comes out, video of that, audio of that. People filing lawsuits against you for something that you did, something really ugly thing that you did. Just don't live your life that way. Live your life in such a way that if someone finds out about every little thing you did every day, every minute of your life, that you're proud of all of it, every single bit of it. Your risk is much less. The probability of something negative happening is much less. You're just a good person. Now, I think the original version of this rule says something like, don't do anything that you wouldn't want published on the front page of the New York Times. Don't do anything that you wouldn't want published on the front page of the New York Times. That's a good way to remember it, I think. And also, I, I recommend this rule starts as you apply this rule to yourself early in life. Don't wait till you're 30 or 40. Do it early, especially now in the internet age. Especially now when so many got so many people have mobile phones with video cameras in there. They can record anything that happens on the street, whatever you do. So start as far back in a young adulthood as possible. Now, I'm not sure the world will hold you accountable for something you blurted out when you were eight years old. I think most people are reasonable and they wouldn't do that. But you may be held to account for what you said or what you put online or what you wrote or what you shared recklessly with someone else when you're, I don't know, 18 and older, 16 and older. You know, it's, you're arguably an adult around the, around that age, right? So you could be held accountable for that. So you need to you know, walk a straighter line. My fourth and final point, you can get away with saying nearly whatever you want on a podcast. I'm talking about different media types. I mean, on a podcast, you can say almost whatever you want. There's, in the United States anyway, there are certain things you can't say, like you can't threaten the president. There's something like really violent things. You can't make a terroristic threat. You can't say you're going to kill somebody. Uh, so if in certain limits, at least in the United States and most of Europe, you can say whatever you want on a podcast. For example, this podcast, it's it's mostly clean and wholesome, as you know. Most of the time, I'm a pretty clean person to listen to. But sometimes I say things that would get my content removed from platforms like TikTok, YouTube for sure, Facebook, and other major platforms. Because I every once in a while, I'll, fire, I'll spout off a, you know, uh, some curse words or say something a little edgy. 
But on and what my point is on, on the on the podcast side, at least in the United States and in Europe, you could say almost anything you want because there's nobody to go and censor you. There's, there's nobody to go and like say, well, he said, uh, you know, a curse word too many times. Therefore, this video should be taken down. That certainly happens on TikTok. It certainly happens on YouTube. It certainly happens on Facebook. And there's automation and artificial intelligence and humans employed to those companies to go and clean that content to keep the platform like safe and friendly for and, and open and inclusive for everybody. But it's definitely not the case in, in the podcast or at least not right now. So I think Joe Rogan may have gotten very comfortable in his podcast because he was a early kind of innovator and early podcaster. He isn't, his podcast isn't new. He took him a while to go build up that large, wonderful audience that he's got. But he knew he could say whatever he want on his podcast and may have gotten very, very comfortable and shared some ugly things about his personality there. And he just let some of his ugly personal views fly out of his mouth. And true to rule number three about not saying or doing anything that you don't want public, he violated that rule. And now ugly things that he said are made public. So he's embarrassed his partner, Spotify. He's embarrassed his advertisers. So this may hit him in the wallet some. I think he'll survive because Joe, Joe Rogan knows that there's a lot of people out there that want to hear his not-so-middle-of-the-road, not-so-fact-based, not-so-based-in-science content because it makes them angry, it gets them upset, and that's just what they want to hear. So he'll he'll be fine. He'll still have his podcast. He'll still have his millions of dollars. All right, so those are the four points I want to make. So that's all I have for today. Remember, we are all in this together, so let's get after it out there, and I'll see you next week.